Hey everyone, my name is Carly Ann, and I'm a health and wellness enthusiast who dropped out of grad school to travel the world and discover my real passion and desire for helping others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. I'm on an ever-evolving journey that is often messy, unsure, and a bit crazy at times, but I am choosing crazy over easy. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. and welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy podcast. As always, I am so excited to have you back. I'm very excited for this episode. I know that I say that all the time, but it is a special podcast for me. Actually, the guest that I do have on today is somebody who unknowingly um, motivates and inspires me and gets me off the couch on days where I'm just like, Mm -hmm. girl, you got to do something. And I think that a lot of us need her message, need her energy. And it's so wonderful when you can find somebody who has a different journey, but such similar message and it just resonates with you, right? You're hearing it in a different context. So I am so excited to introduce my good friend, Danielle Wilson. She's on with us today. (laughs) How are you? I'm I'm so good and so excited. Thank you so much, Carly. This is so much fun. Thank you for having me. Honestly, no, thank you. You are the energy I think I need. I think all my girls need. I think that you're just such a unique individual. So I'm just, uh, I don't know. I feel like, you know, with so many of my podcasts, I get to learn, but you just have a different message and a different wavelength, if that even makes sense. You know, you're just such a unique individual and I love it. So for those that don't know who you are, do you mind just kind of giving us a brief, you know, elevator chat of who you are and let them just experience your joy? Yeah. Okay, cool. So my name is Danielle Wilson. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a certified personal trainer and online coach. Uh, Just a little bit about kind of like me, I guess, and and who I am. I I grew up as an athlete my entire life, a family full of athletes. Um, I started doing gymnastics when I was two years old. Uh, My mom like threw me into gymnastics because I was literally backflipping out of my crib and she just wanted me to like learn how to land safely. Like that was, that was the reason why I started. Props mom, props mom. That is amazing. And so I just kind of stuck with it. Gymnastics was my life. Um, I did club gymnastics from the time I was again, like three years old till um, sophomore year in high school. And then I kind of outgrew the sport, like physically. I think the best gymnasts in the world are like 4'11". I am pushing six feet. So it just kind of became a very unrealistic sport for me. Um, but then I kind of transitioned into cheerleading all the, through the rest of college. And then I cheered actually in college as well. Um, and then I kind of took a little bit of an interesting dive into corporate America after college, but then slowly, and I I guess we can dive into it later, but kind of found my way back to sport and training and um, fitness and started just, you know, building, trying to build a brand on Instagram. I really just started my Instagram begging my friends to come to my group fitness class that I was teaching (laughs) in Chicago. Um, So 
yeah. And then it just kind of took off. People kind of resonated with my message because I feel like it's a little bit of a different way of motivating yeah. people sometimes. So, um, sure. and, and yeah, it kind of just led me, led me here, but I'm super excited to be here. And again, so grateful for you and our friendship, Carly. Thank you. Right. I know. It was so funny. I feel like before we met, I was just like, this girl's my soul sister. Like I don't <laughs> yes. even know who she is. Like it was just like everything you're posting. I was like, yes, yes. Feed me. <laughs> like give me that energy. But I think it is. It's just, we're so similar yet. So different. It's being able to hear messages that I tell my girls, but like you're telling me, right? So it's, we all need that mentor. We all need coaches in our life. And so to have a friend be a mentor and again, a social media friend, right? Like we had never met. And I was like, I can't wait to meet this girl. But at the same time, thank you. You know, thank you for motivating and inspiring me and just having me recognize like, oh, Carly, despite where you're at in life, you know, 30 or whatever, you need those people, right? We need those people to uplift us and to motivate us. And I think having life coaches is something that, um, I don't want to say a lot of us look down upon, but we don't like to admit, right? Like, Hey, I need someone. And so just to have you be that space in that social media world where every <laughs> post, I was like, yes, I don't know who she is, but I love it. I know. So you are just, you know, you're wonderful. <laughs> No, you're good. You're good. I did want to ask you though, because you had said, I mean, I know, I know your corporate story, but did right. any of your past, and I, I've never even asked you this, like your past with athletics and maybe being extremely driven in one way, did that lead you to the corporate world? Like, were you pushing away from sports at all? Like, I don't know. I know for me, I got to a point within my athletics where I'm very type A. I hold myself to a very high standard and I have to be the best. And if I'm not the best, then oftentimes I will back away. Right. Like I'll, I'll take a step back because it's almost like, you know, good isn't good enough. And right. if I'm not going to be the best, then I'll just start trying something else. Whereas right. I was always good at everything I did, but I wasn't the best. And so I think I sometimes made excuses for myself, you know, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm better at academics. So I'm going to push this and just coach in college as opposed to try and play my sport in college. And right. I was always my worst, um, al- almost my worst advocate, my worst victim of anything, and probably held myself back a lot in life until now. I mean, you know, I'm yeah. approaching 31. It's like this last two years where I'm like, Carly, stop, you know, stop yeah. underestimating yourself. So I didn't, I don't know if like, your involvement, involvement with athletics, were you like, okay, I need to take a break from this? Or what was that transition into the corporate world? And then when you're like, no, I got to go back. Yeah. So, and it's interesting because that transition into the corporate world was similar to um, your journey in a sense, but you know, there's no such thing as a professional cheerleader, (laughs) right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, it's like, okay, well, you're not going to be uh, a cheerleader for the NFL or, and first of all, that's like more like palms. I was like tumbling cheerleading type cheerleader. Um, but yeah. you know, like, it's kind of like, okay, now, like now what? So, and I think that's something that actually that a lot of athletes experience and go through too. And whether it's yes. played, you know, a sport in college or high school, even, or professionally, um, once you're done and once you're, you know, once you can no longer identify as I'm an Indiana cheerleader or I'm a football player, basketball player, whatever it is, it's kind of like, okay, how do I define myself now? Like what yes. am I? Like, what else do I have to offer? Um, oh my gosh, yes. So it was, and you know, it's something that, you know, my dad, I don't know if you know this, my dad played professional football mm-hmm. as well. And so I'm pretty, I have a lot of like pretty in tune with the like professional athlete 
mindset, I guess. And, you know, my, like my dad and a lot of professional athletes struggle with, okay, now what? Like once like you are done on the field and you kind of like defined yourself by being a football player your entire life, it's like, okay, what do I do now? So I kind of just, and I hate to say this, but I settled and kind of went the safe route and yeah. just kind of like I, I majored in journalism, advertising, minored in marketing. So I was like, all right, let me just get a marketing job, like corporate America. Like this is, this is what I got my degree in. Uh, I know that I know there's something else. I know there is like a fire for something else, but I honestly, at that time, I didn't know what it was. And I, mm-hmm. I knew there was something in me. I knew I had something else to offer, but I really, I didn't know how it, how to get there and what it was. So it was kind of just like, all right, yeah. let me just hop into this uh, digital marketing job until I guess I, until I figure it out. And, you know, the, I, I graduated in 2007, which was like when the economy and was like down the toilet and nobody was getting jobs. Yep. And I was yep. like bouncing around unpaid internships and it was just a hot mess trying to like actually mm-hmm. find uh, my career, but I landed in with a nice company. I was doing restaurant, entertainment, marketing. Um, and then I was really falling off with my personal fitness. Like as when I was done with cheerleading, I didn't have to go to practice anymore. Right. So I, I had yep. no idea what to do in the gym. Like I was like, <laughs> I don't yeah, have no, I know. Coach telling me what to do and forcing me to go. Um, so like I, I went through what everybody goes through. It's like, I, I don't know what to do. I'm intimidated of a regular gym. Um, I don't have my teammates here with me that are like my best friends. It's like, okay, what do I do? So I kind of took time away from the gym and started to, and put more into my career, but also while I was doing that started to feel less and less and less like myself. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you can identify with that feeling too, but it it was just, it's, it's draining. It's yeah. It's so, so it's in- yeah, it, it's something it's interesting because I, I can look at it from two perspectives. So I associated, you know, it's the title, right? It's being stripped right. of your title. When, when yep. you're an athlete or when whether any sport you're playing, whatever it is, or maybe you're not an athlete, right? Maybe you're just a part of a, a club organization or something that was able to carry from high school to college. You have this title and you have this thing that helps define you. And so when you come to a transitional period of life, it's like, okay, what's that next title I can hold on to? Because I don't know how the heck to just stand on my own and be just Carly, right? Like how do I allow like this passion and this fuel and this energy that I know I'm supposed to give to the world? How do I just say that by like, hey, I'm Carly, right? But if you say like, you know, hey, I'm Carly, I'm the ski racer or I'm the, you know, the school counselor or whatever it is, you have that title. And now I think you and I both transitioned into like, I don't even know how the heck to describe myself. Like I have no... (laughs) definitive title. But now that I'm more comfortable in who I am, I'm allowed, like I'm okay with being, I'm more than okay with being where I'm at. But then you have the other side of, okay, now I'm stripped of that title. So like you said, what does health and fitness look like in my life? Because now practice is not ingrained in my schedule. Now training is not ingrained in my schedule. I have to create that schedule. Wait, I have to actually care about what food I put in my body. Like it's not just burned off from, you know, the hours in the gym or the practice or the training. So I think from a, you know, like the two sides of it, it's 
you have that title from a how you can wear your hat and how you can be associated and kind of defined in a certain way. And then you have the, okay, that was also how I was able to structure my day and my life around health and fitness. So it's two ways where all of a sudden you're stripped of that. So now you're having to figure out, do I grab a new title and do I find my own health and fitness or like, does the health and fitness just fall off? Because that was where, I mean, that was where I was at for a while is I just didn't know how to get it in and social media wasn't as prevalent. You and I are the exact same age. It was definitely something that was just, you know, if anything, you did not go into social media to look up health and fitness. And even once it did start, that was just probably as confusing as it is now. I feel like you can look at every single page and you're like, so what the heck do I do? Cause she's telling me to do this and she's telling me to do that. And my old coach is telling me to do this. And it's like, Oh, I just feel for them. So I feel for us. We're all, we're all a hot mess, but no, I love that. So once you kind of, did you grab onto the corporate title or were you like, okay, this isn't my passion? Yeah. So it never felt, it never felt right. <laughs> like yeah, it, yeah. Got to the, it was, it got to the point where, you know, like you start going out and partying and drinking and just like doing things that, you know, that you think are going to make you f- feel fulfilled and happy. And it just, you know, it got to the point where, I looked in the mirror and I didn't even recognize myself anymore. I didn't recognize yeah. my body. I didn't recognize um, my my message, my passion, my yep. voice. I like I didn't recognize that girl that always had that was like always that like spunky firecracker cheerleader, like that like light. Normally, yeah. I, I felt like my light had just been like snuffed. And so I was like, yeah. all right, this is, this is, this is it. We got to do something. So I was like, I started looking for group fitness classes that kind of okay. were in more in my realm. And that's, and that's kind of hard for me to even describe too. Like, I'm not someone who can go and sit at a, on a machine at a gym and like, have a good time. So I was like, yeah. I need to be up. I need music. I need to be pushing sleds. I need to feel like an athlete. Like I need to feel powerful. I need to find something that gives me energy. So I found this class. It was called, um, the gym was called training revolution. It doesn't exist anymore. RIP, but, um, it changed my life because I would go to this class and one of the owners actually, I think he just kind of like saw something in me and, was like, have you ever thought about coaching? And I was like, uh, like in person, like in here. And he was like, and he said, yeah, like, have you ever thought about, you know, becoming a trainer? And I was like, I have thought about it. I would love to, I don't know how I'm going to fit that into, you know, my personal fitness schedule, my work schedule and everything. But you know what? Like, let me go for it. Let me try it. Sure. So I ended up getting my certification so I could teach at this gym. And when I tell you that the first class that I led, I was so hooked. And I knew that, like, I knew I was like, this is it. This is what I've been missing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So okay, let me let me put more energy into this into coaching into teaching. So um, I started teaching and this is kind of how the transition period kind of took off. But I started teaching, I would teach personal clients in the morning. So around like 7am, I would have my first client 7am. And then we'd be done by eight, I would run home, shower, get ready, get in my corporate clothes, 
um, go to work. I would work nine to around five. And then I would change in the bathroom. I will never forget. I was always the girl changing in the bathroom into her teaching workout clothes. And then I would run back to the gym. I would teach two back-to-back group fitness classes. Then I would have maybe one more personal client after that. Then I would stay at the gym, try to get my own workout in. Then I would try to film it. Then I would try to come home, edit the video, write a write it up motivational caption and you know my captions are like novel so like yeah it was it was literally from 7 a.m till like 3 4 a.m every night I was working and I was like okay this is I love fitness and I I was scared like anyone else because it's like okay I'm giving up this safe salary if I choose to bet on myself and jump into the fitness industry but like I can't keep this up. Like this is not sustainable. Like that, that burning the candle at both ends type lifestyle. So I had to make a choice and make a decision. And, you know, I actually ended up hiring a life coach to like, give me the good for you. I like, I took the step and I was like, I need someone to hold me accountable to this. Like I say, I want it, but why am I so scared to do it then? And you know, by this time, you know, I had kind of built up my platform to, I think I had maybe around like 40k something at this time. And I was like, okay, like, pe- like some, some people kind of like what I got going on here. So maybe I can, yeah. maybe I can do this. And she, my life coach kind of called me on my bullshit, excuse my language, but she like, kind of gave me the kick in the butt that I needed. And I, I, I jumped, I, started my online coaching program and I put my, well, I gave my job like four weeks notice, but I put my four weeks in and I just, I, I jumped and I've never looked back since. And it has been the best decision of my entire life because, you know, I realized how much I was settling. And, you know, I, I think you kind of mentioned earlier, like, what's, what do I stand for? Like, what's my motto? And for me, yeah like it's to never, ever, ever settle. And I put those extra evers in there because I mean it so passionately that like you don't even realize how common it's become to settle for average and for mediocre life. Um, And the journey that I took to get to where I am now took a lot of faith and took a lot of betting on my own self and, and just you know, getting over that fear, getting like jumping, working through fear. I'm still scared every day. But, um, you know, it was the fact that I knew my life and had more potential than sitting behind a desk and doing something that I was not passionate about living for someone else's dream. And finally, when I decided to not settle and jump and do something for me and really pursue my passion to help others, my my life changed and I have not looked back since. It was the best decision I ever made. I absolutely love that you said stop living for someone else's dream because I think that that will resonate with so many people who are maybe wanting to start their own thing. And again, not health and fitness. It can be anything that you're just anything. like, gosh, I have this burning desire inside of me, but I don't know where to get started. And I know this isn't a business podcast, but do you mind me asking? Because I yeah. did share my business journey a while ago or how I kind of got to where I am now. How long was that when you were doing both, like the corporate, the, you know, hey, I'm going to start teaching these um, 
fitness classes, doing some coaching on the side because I shared how, you know, for me, I had to do both for quite Mm -hmm. a while, but I also had Casey to lean on. And one thing I love and freaking am just so lit up about you is you did this all on your own. Like you literally did this and we're like, this is my passion. You are not going to give up. You're not going to settle. So how long was that? Because I tried to tell people, like, don't stop that corporate job. Like, right. You have to put in. <laughs> I know it's impossible to put 100% into both, but like, you have to be willing to show up for yourself in both entities in order to drop one and pick up the other. Like, You can't right. just have a, a dwindling fire of like, okay, I can maybe get this fire lit. Like, No, that fire has to be torched before you leave that previous fire. And I think exactly. that... So what, how, what was that time frame for you? So I started coaching around like 2016. And so that was probably two years of burning the candle at both ends. I like to call it, okay. but um, yeah. yeah, two years of coaching, but you know, the, it started as like, I had one class and then yeah, that wasn't that for bad. Sure. Like, and then it kind of built to, I am the top trainer at this gym, I am teaching five classes a week that are sold out. Like, uh, like, and I can't, I can't slack on that because now I've set this standard, right? So that is, you know, my, my, that started to pick up. And then almost to the point where I was like running the gym at one point, um, towards the end there. Uh, and then, you know, it got to the point where, you know, I was, <laughs> I was getting in trouble at work because I was either on my cell phone, like trying to respond commenting. to people, or commenting <laughs> and, or editing videos. And it got to the point where my boss was like, Danielle, you know, I love you, but sis, yeah. uh, we need you yeah. to be a little bit more focused. And Present. it was <laughs> right. And it was just kind of like, okay. And that was kind of the meeting that, you know, unbeknownst to her sparked the sparked my plan to leave my job. So for me, it was like a two year process of building up the courage. But it was really like, okay, so the last year was when I was really trying to make up ends meet where I could with the personal training as well to try to feel comfortable and confident to jump and leave this and leave my leave my job but I can't also discount um my mom and how supportive she was because you know mm-hmm. there was in the beginning she did help me with my rent sometimes and she is incredibly supportive and she is my greatest motivation and also is my why and just my support system so it wouldn't be fair to say that I did this all on my own as much as I appreciate that but I yeah but I love that you be, say that actually right yeah, yeah. and, and that wouldn't be you know, what Sorry. no go ahead go ahead <laughs> um shoot I forgot what I was saying but uh, so what oh. you were saying, it wouldn't be fair to like me. I'm like hyping right. you up. Like you did this all on your own. And so <laughs> I get that. I, yeah. And I think, you know, I think that's such a valid point to say though, is like, we all need help. Like whether right. it is reaching out to a coach or reaching out to a family member, like, yes, I had Casey to lean on. Yes. You needed a family member. You needed your mom. We all need somebody. And I think right. sometimes we get so like wrapped up in either 1000% we can do this on the, on our own, or we get so into the mindset of, well, I'm on my own. I can't do this by myself. And I right. think that there's that double-edged sword. You know, it really is 
And I love that you do state that your mom did help you because asking yeah. for help is so powerful. And so I think, powerful. again, it doesn't have – yes, it doesn't have to be financial. It doesn't have to be – you know, move for transitioning from a job, but emotionally, mentally yeah. ask for help. And I think yeah. that that's something that's so underrated and a lot, and you and I, yes, we are a backboard for a lot of people's, um, you know, we're e like empathetic towards their emotions, their feelings. We're a backboard towards their goals, towards their struggles. Mm -hmm. And I think that they sometimes overlook the fact that by them reaching out to us, they might not be directly asking for help, but that's what they're asking for, right? We yeah. just, as a society, I think we're so nervous to say, I need, I need help. help. And yeah. And so I love that you're able to admit like, hey, yeah, maybe I did do this quote unquote on my own, but I wasn't. Like I I had right. my mom. I, I right. needed her. And that's so, I mean, as much as I had Casey, him and I together as a couple, we had our parents. Like we would right. not be able to be where we're at without them. Because I mean, we moved home from Club Med and girlfriend, we were making $700 a month a month. Right. Okay. Right. And that's like, you know, yes, all of your expenses were paid for, but you know, Casey had a car payment back home and I was paying off a personal loan. And so when we moved home, it was, first of all, what the heck does a relationship look like in real life? And right. second of all, how do we get our feet underneath us? And so then to go from one year of having our feet underneath us to then me slowly transitioning into a passion project, if you will, like, Hey, yeah. I'm kind of feeling that I have this new fire and this new flame, you know? So it's like expressing that to your family members, but being able to still have that passion and that desire to let them know, like, no, this is where I'm supposed to go. Like, this is right. the way I need to go. And so it's so wonderful to have their support, not only their support, but also their willingness to help. I think that is For so, sure. so crucial. For, yeah. And, and she definitely, so I'm, yes, I'm not afraid to admit like, yes, I had a, I growing up, like I've always had that kind of like safety net, but I will say that my mom did say like, if you do this, like I will not be your safety net. Like you need to yes. make this happen on your own. Like if, if you do this, like I'm not going to help you. Um, yeah. And I was like, okay, uh, I can, I can figure it out. I can do this, but you know, and eventually, you know, the moms do step in when they, when you need something at some time. And she really has been yeah. a rock through everything. But, you know, fortunately I was able to, I, I launched my, I'll never forget this. I launched my first call out. I put out my first call out on my Instagram. It was kind of just like, Hey, would anybody be interested in like one-on-one -on -one online programming and coaching and I launched it during the week. My boss like was on vacation. <laughs> and oh my gosh. So like I literally was, oh God, if she ever hears this, I was like taking <laughs> meetings, like like onboarding calls with new clients, like in her office <laughs> while she was oh gone. Oh my gosh, Danielle, that is amazing. I, I know. And so then um, when she got back, like two weeks later, it had been two weeks and it was like, uh, hey, I, I just, I know you're just getting back from vacation. So this probably isn't the best timing, but you know, I'm, I need to make a change. I love you. And it was hard too, because like, I loved, uh, I loved my boss and like, we were, yeah. we were very close and I knew that she, I was like her right hand lady. So like me leaving her, like I knew what type of impact that was going to have on her. And mm -hmm. I felt awful about it, terrible about it. But 
you know, you got to be selfish. Sometimes you got to do what's right for you. Yeah. She, knew. she knew there was one time I had like led a class of, I went back to my high school actually. And I went back and taught a conditioning class to the varsity cheerleaders there, which is like what I was in high school. So it was like really a full circle moment for me. And they absolutely loved it. It was, it was an incredible, incredible morning. And then I walked into my office after that. And the CEO was like, Wilson, like, you look really happy today. Like whatever you did this morning, like you need to do that every day. And he had no idea. He had no idea what that what, doing. He had, what he had literally just told me was that I need to be a coach every day. Like, Oh how, my gosh, how, how powerful crazy. is that? Right. Yes. I started getting these signs, right? Like I just started feeling yeah. like, okay. And every sign I got was like more and more confidence in, yes, this is the right decision. Yes, this is this is what you're meant to do. This is your purpose. And I started getting so much reaffirmation from the universe. And I know that sounds kind of like woo-woo, but like I'm, no, a very, yeah. I'm a very big believer and like the universe will stretch with you but you have to stretch first to show the universe that you're serious about what you want to do. Um, it will, it, it will work out. Uh, you just have to take that first leap. You have to take the first step. So for me, that was like a two a year period of working up the confidence, um, a year period of planning and saving and really getting like growing my brand, like furiously, like very serious about yeah. growing my brand on Instagram. And then a three month with my life coach of like accountability being like, okay, this is the plan. This is some tools that I have as a female business owner, um, that she started her own life coaching business. So she kind of like showed me what the ropes of like how to run a business. Cause hello, I've never done that before. So yeah, I, like, right? that was another roadblock that I felt. Um, but you know, she kind of held me accountable to what I want. So then it was kind of like a three month period of like saying, okay, this is, this is, this is it. You're doing it. You got three months to, um, really act on this. So two years, make it happen. Yep. Two years of working up the courage, one year of saving and building my social media, and then three months of like really taking the leap, I guess. Frick, I love that. So from where you are now, like as a coach, as a human, everything. So from where you're at now, what do you stand for? Like what is your motto per se? Yeah, I I really think that I... And I kind of have to jump back to what I said about never settling because yeah. you know, I, I think my story in itself of you know settling for that expected safe job, um, and then yes. you know finally having the courage to act on my passion and act on my purpose and act on what lights me up inside. Um, and I, 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 and it it's crazy that you said you, you felt something in me or you saw something in me or you can feel something in me through social media because honestly, like, yes, it's that, that's what it is. Like it's that fire. It's that draw. Like it's that, um, like emotional connection that I have with like helping people and fitness and being a coach like that fire, like that is my passion. So like, yeah. I hope that people can feel that through whatever media, you know, I'm on, but you know, that's my motto is like never, ever, ever settle. And I put those extra evers in there for a reason because, you know, like you, you got to step out on faith. You, you got to understand that like 
you were built the way that you were built for a very specific reason. And God put your dream on your heart for a reason. So you have to act on it. Anything short of acting on that would be settling and not living up to your full potential. And that's just something that I'm not comfortable leaving this earth saying that I did. Um, I, I need to like every single day, I always say again, another thing I say is make the day count. Um, so like every single day is another opportunity to see what you're capable of, to to never settle and to get closer to that version of yourself that you want to become. My baby is kicking right now. So clearly we got some fire up in here. Literally, literally my belly, my belly just started bouncing. I was like, okay, okay. We're we're hyping it up in here. That is so funny. But I love, I I think also another thing about you, which I struggle with is you are so good at balancing being a coach and a cheerleader. You know what I mean? Like there are coaches out there who are coach. Like you are like, I don't, I'm a little bit more, I need some positive reinforcement. <laughs> All yeah. my girls listening know that like, I'm definitely more of a don't break me down to build me up. If that makes sense. I think yeah. some coaches tough love is their way of doing it, but you are so good at, about putting people in their place of like, and again, oftentimes I'm, I'm, you're not my coach, but when I'm listening to you on my stories or your stories, I get this feeling of you're coaching me in a sense of like, girlfriend, you, you need to, you need to check in with yourself. You know, like, mm-hmm. are you actually like, cause I always tell people show up for yourself, but I always say it in a very like kind hearted way. Yeah. And so when I hear you, it's like, <laughs> Carly, really, really like yeah. check in with myself and be like, are you actually being honest with yourself? You know, I tell my, my, like my one-on-one girls that like, Hey, I don't think you're being honest with yourself, but I also know them a little bit more personal. It's hard right. for me to put that out on my stories. And you just have this energy of, I want to coach you, but I'm also going to li- uplift you. Like, girlfriend, you are amazing. Go be great. But you tell them, go be great. You don't say you are great, right? Like you right. tell them, I think there's a difference in that by saying, Ooh, yeah. you know, hey, you are great versus go be great. And it's similar how like I always say, make it a great day. And I got that from Casey. He's always said, make it a great day. But I was so, my natural thing was, Hey, hope you have a great day. But he's always like, no, make it a great day. And so you always, you switch that around and you always say, go be great. And it it like those three words, I'm just like, wait, I have that choice. You know, I Mm -hmm. have to make that happen. And so I love that you put out this energy of, I'll be your hype woman. I'll, I'll freaking cheer you on, but I'm also going to give you some tough love and I'm going to coach you. And I love that sometimes when I like pop on your stories, it is, it's just like, and maybe, and I think, I don't know if you can relate to this. I think sometimes the words I put out there are the words I'm trying to say to myself. So it's like, yes, if I'm having a pep talk on my story, it's typically because I'm having it to myself and my girls that listen to my podcast, they know that too. I will have a tough love chat on my podcast, but it's because my heart and my soul needs it. Mm -hmm. So I can talk almost to other people or, you know, to my computer, but to other people. (laughs) And with this, like this energy that I'm hopefully telling them, but I'm straight up telling myself. And that's what I get from you is this like, oh, I just love it. Cause like you said, you know, never, ever give up and stop living someone else's dreams. And like, you've just, you're so powerful in the energy that you want other people to change their life. Uh, But you do, you put it out in such a great balance of a coach's perspective as well as a cheerleader. And I think right there, when you say, you know, go be great like that, I don't know when I hear it, I'm like, oh, you hear, you know, 
you you are great. And I just think by you switching around those words, it's just so powerful. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate I appreciate you for that. So if you yeah. haven't realized that, that is something <laughs> that is so simple yet so empowering. So Thank you. I just love and it. It's wild that you even said that because like I never really thought about that. Like I never thought yeah. about it that way. But you know, my whole thing is really just about people understanding how freaking powerful they actually are. Like you have, you from the jump have every single thing you need to be great, to reach your full potential already inside of you. It's just a matter of, are you going to tap into it or not? Are you going to settle? Are you going to waste it? Um, And so when I say like, go be great or make the day count, like, like you said, like, I'm going to be your best friend, your cheerleader, but I'm also going to be maybe sometimes your worst nightmare and your coach, like get, like getting, getting on you a little bit because, yes, because settling has become so normal and so accepted. Yeah. We're kind of, I think sometimes we need that swift kick, which I did too. And I'm not saying that like, I didn't need it either. And that's like, I, that's why I hired a coach for me. You know, so yeah, I, I recognize that, but like, also now that I had that and I saw what it did for me, I want to be that swift kick for other people. Like, yes, you do have the potential. Yes. You are so powerful. Yes. You can do everything, but it's not going to be handed to you. You got to still go out and you still got to take it. You got to go make it happen. So like that, that's the, that's the other thing too, for me, it's like all about like, taking the, taking the things that I've learned and trying to, you know, lead by example through that. So yeah, yeah. I really never no, thought I about it. it that way, but that's a great yeah. way to twist it. It I is, you know, it is. And I think that's also like what we were talking about before we hopped on, you know, you can hear something from one perspective or from one coach, but then you hear it from another and it just clicks. And I think sometimes it's just sometimes switching up vocabulary, switching up words. And I think that that is so powerful. And, you know, you're talking about not settling. You know, I think that's a big thing also for, you know, everyone listening to also recognize that this doesn't have to just be in your health and fitness journey, right? This doesn't have to be in your career journey. I think so many of us don't realize that sometimes our life is being fueled by somebody else's dream or by somebody else's expectations of, of ourselves. I know for me, I'm very guilty of that. I love my dad to death. He is definitely my, uh, I don't think he knows, but he's my mentor and he's somebody who I strive to be. And, um, I don't want to be as hard, <laughs> as hard on my kids as he is, but like, <laughs> he's just somebody who, him and, you know, he's still a world competitor in water skiing at 64. He owns his own business that he started yeah. from the ground up. I watched how hard they worked when I was a child and how we went from nothing to what they have now. And, you know, but I think for a long time I was settling to live for the expectations that maybe he had placed that right. upon me. And again, he never voiced those expectations. I somehow crafted them. I exactly. crafted these expectations he was maybe placing on myself or placing on my life. When when I decided to drop out of grad school and go to Club Med, I've never gotten such praise in my entire life. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what? Right. <laughs> like, you're praising me for doing this? But it was just something that, you know, I put these ex- expectations and I put these, you know, these dreams, I guess, upon myself when it was truthfully me just living for somebody else's dream. So I think it's important for a lot of us to realize like, Hey, are we settling for the life somebody else is expecting of us? Or, you know, it goes back to that honesty hour, like be honest with yourself. Are you 
settling according to your own expectations or are you settling according to what is expected of you? Um, and I think it's great to have outside, you know, pull and outside force uh, because I think that that keeps us going. Um, so kind of on that. So I know that you always ask people for their why, but Mm -hmm. you ask them, it's like five steps. I want to say like, what do you mind just briefly telling us? Like, how do you help people find their why? Yeah. So I kind of, I go through what I call a goal alignment session with people, um, like with my clients. And you don't have to give away all your gold. I just, (laughs) I loved how you chat about this one time on Balance's story. And I was like, oh, that's powerful. Like, I love that you broke down the why. Yeah. So if you could just, yeah. Honestly, like, I don't, I don't care. It's not, it's not anybody's secret. And I didn't come up with these questions. So (laughs) we're just, I'll just take you through it. But um, if it helps, if it helps one person, like, my, my work here is done, you know? So, um, yeah. So what I start, what I normally start with like helping people with that, there's a few different ways to like get to like what your actual why is. I I like to kind of, you know, start with, well, one of the ways I'll start with kind of like getting someone's goal. Right. And normally when I'm working with a new client, that goal is very superficial to start with. So it's kind of like, um, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds for this wedding that I'm going to be in a lot of pictures in. And you're like, okay, but why? And then they're like, well, you know, I want to, you know, look good in the pictures and, you know, be, be confident in, in the wedding dress that I'm in. I'm like, okay, but why? And then it kind of gets a little deeper that they start to take a little longer to answer the questions. And then when you get to that fifth, or fourth or fifth, okay, but why? It normally is, it gets down to, you know, I've had people say, well, you know, I just want there to be pictures of me and my daughter because I don't want her to grow up and not have any pictures of us because I was too ashamed of my body to get behind it in front of yes. the camera. And like, yes. and I'm like, okay, oh. that's it. That's your why. Yeah. None of that. Yeah. None of that other stuff. Like, oh, I want to look good in the dress. No, you're doing this for your daughter. You're doing this for her to be able to look back on memories of you and her growing up. Like that is your why. It's like the yeah. other stuff, like cool. It's that is superficial and it's a great starting place. And it's, it's I hate the, I hate saying it's superficial because I feel like that has a negative connotation and people can kind of be put off by that. But honestly, like it, whatever you want, if you want to stick to it, it has to be more than skin deep. And it has to be emotional and it has to, you know, it's that emotion that is going to get you up off the couch. You, you make, well, it's it's like, it's exactly what we talked about before we, yes. And it's exactly what you and I were talking about before we hopped on how so often, you know, we have a client who it's a weight, it's a specific weight they want to be, or it's a specific outfit they want to fit into, but they might hit that weight loss goal and they're still not happy, or they might fit into that outfit and they're still not happy. And so it's, I love that you break down that why further because for a lot of us, you know, that you get asked a client or the client asks you, Hey, what do we do once we meet my goal? And right. that's the thing is it's, well, that goal is going to always be evolving and that goal is going to be changing. And if you're waiting to be happy until you hit that goal, you're never going to be happy because that goal constantly shifts. And so I think that I, I personally, I think that our why is our biggest motivator, but like, like you said, it really can't be superficial. Like our why has to be so much bigger than just that wedding. Right. Cause what right. happens after that wedding? Right. So I think that I love that you 
Oh, and even in those hard days, you know, our motivation is not there. And so I think we have to have that why that you can like put up in your kitchen or put up in your bathroom that you're like, this is what I'm doing this for. Like, this is the person that I'm trying to become. And again, hopefully create that lifestyle around. But I just love that you, I even need to do that with myself. I I don't (laughs) do that enough. You know, it's like, it's, and I'm learning that all over again right now with being pregnant. I'm just like, okay, wait, my why can't be the thing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, and like, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, let's be honest. The scale is a motivator sometimes. It's also the biggest frustrator at the same time, but also feeling good in that swimsuit is a motivator. I'm not, I'm never going to discredit those moments, but I have never looked at nourishing my mind and nourishing my body and fueling my body with movement. I've never looked at it the way that I look at it now. And it's such an interesting switch for me because I'm, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit vain. I value myself on my size and I've struggled with that my entire life. I'm very open with it, but I've had to learn now. And again, we had our miscarriage, which I think has taught me a whole new perspective of enjoying this journey. But it's like the first time in my life I have a clear perspective of my why and why do I go and work out? Because let's be honest, it's not to see that scale move because that's not going to happen. It's not to fit into that outfit tomorrow. So for me, it's now like, holy crap, I'm 30, almost 31. I'm now just figuring out that I want this to be a lifestyle. Like I want this to be something that I can sustain and sustain through the pregnancy cravings or whatever it may be. So I love that you're just helping women just dig deeper, right? Like, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. It's the, the, sorry to cut you off, but. No, no, you're good. You're good. (laughs) So it's, it's that deeper meaning why that's going to like drive you. But like day to day, it can be really easy to lose sight of that. So what I do to help people kind of just like give themselves a set of like principles, right? So I have you, like, I'll, I'll try to, I'll ask you to define your best case scenario in the next like six months to a year. Like, how do you want to look? How do you want to feel? Where do you want to, where do you want to be emotionally, physically, mentally, like describe that best version of yourself to me. I want you to get super clear on who that person is. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'll have you take take some time get clear on that. And then I'll have you take some time and I'll be like, okay, now I want you to tell me like, how does that version of you feel when they wake up in the morning? How like get, like get, like put yourself in those shoes. Like you are already there. You are that best version. How do you feel waking up? What are you doing in the morning? How do you handle conflict? What types of decisions are you making? Um, Like who is that person and what do they want? And then, you know, I have them kind of I'll ask them, okay, and like, what are the one or two things that you think have been holding you back from being that person already? And then they'll kind of dig into that. Um, And then I'll kind of just go into, you know, okay, like we talked about the best case scenario. Now I want you to think about the worst case. So like we talk about, we always talk about best version of ourselves. And I feel like that's kind of like played out a little bit now um, to the I point agree. where it's such a buzzword. Um, but yep. but it, oftentimes it's it's avoiding that worst version of ourselves that is most motivated. Yeah. So like that's what I have you get super clear on the best version of yourself, who that is, really feel into that. And then I flip it on you and I have you define the worst version of yourself. How does it feel to wake up and know that you're settling every day? How does it feel to wake up? How does it feel to go back and have your daughter ask you where the pictures are of you guys? 
Like, how does that feel? And then I kind of will just say, okay, so when it comes to aligning with your goals and making aligned decisions and going through this goal alignment session with them, I, I, I tell them that, okay, every day you wake up, you're either taking steps towards that best version of yourself, or you're taking steps towards that disappointment and that, um, that settling attitude and that honestly anxious and icky feeling of being that worst version of yourself. So when you wake up, every time you make a decision each day, it should be fueled by what would the best version of myself do in this situation? What would she eat? How would she handle conflict? Would she go to the gym? Would she give up on those last 10 seconds of this circuit? Or would she go balls to the wall on this last 10 seconds? What would the best version of myself do in this moment? And that's kind of like a daily check, right? Like you have this why that's fueling you, but that daily what would the best version of myself do in this case scenario? Because that's the only way that I'm going to get to that person is if I start acting like that person and making decisions as that person, that's the only way I'm going to get there. So let me act like her so I can run, so I can speed away from that worst version of myself, right? So like that's the daily check. Um, And that paired with that powerful why Like that is where like my personal motivation comes from every day. And that's something I really try to ingrain in my athletes as well. Oh my God. I'm like soaking this in. Like, I feel like I keep interrupting you because I'm just like, wait, I I have, I have more, I have more I need to know. Like it's just, (laughs) ah, cause it is, it's like, it's like I said, I'm just, I'm in a whole new season of my life and it's kind of been a beautiful thing to reevaluate my mindset, right. And reevaluate how I keep myself motivated and how I feel myself. So to gain this perspective and to gain the understanding of how somebody else's brain works and how somebody else helps others. It's just so encouraging. And it's so, I don't know, just a great thing for me to go through. No, thank you. And (laughs) I mean, this kind of transitions perfectly because, and maybe it's, you kind of just touched on it, but I know for me, I, and I'm, I'm guilty of this. I find it hard to like, I find it hard for myself as well as like other women I work with to appreciate their journey and like all the stages of their journey, regardless of what that looks like. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes it's like, okay, we're in a season of life or we're on a journey of weight loss or muscle gain or whatever it is. And it's not a linear journey, right? And it's not always a beautiful journey, but it's really hard. They only think that they can find self self acceptance or self love once they've reached that goal. Mm -hmm. So how do you help them? Like, how do you meet women where they're at? like along that journey. So along yeah. that ru- that road of, I want my daughter to find that photo of us, or I want to be able to hand that photo of, of us, you know, to my daughter, like along that journey and along these goals of life. And again, this can be in their, our business career, right? This can be on a mothering journey. Like how do you help women? Like how do you meet them where they're at? Cause nobody's ever at a perfect starting point. Nobody's right. ever at a perfect middle point. So how do right. you meet them where they're at? Yeah. So I I think that for me is just being able to find ways to shift focus from, you know, physical victories, scale victories, and, you know, only feeling good about yourself. If you look a certain type of way, like shifting focus and importance from that to performance and um, your why and your what your body is able to do rather than what it looks like. So really as a coach like I'm I'm just 
like gently caressing their mindset to a different, to a different kind of route. Right. So like I, instead of like, I, I always try to ingrain and then like a lead with gratitude type mindset. So it's like today I get to today, my body is able to, right. So when you start to be able to shift focus from, um, solely physical or scale victories and you shift focus to performance goals. Like, you know, I, when I started working with you, I could only do two push-ups from my knees. Now, now three weeks in, I'm, I did my first full push-up. I might still look the exact same. I might still work the way the exact same, but you know what? I'm getting, I'm getting stronger. I can feel it. Um, and that confidence, like, when you start to be able to show people that the only, that not the, the way to, there's not only one way to see progress. Sorry, I'm getting jumbled in my words because I'm getting passionate no, over here. You're good. <laughs> I love it. But, but like there's, when you show people that there's not one way to look to be successful or, you know, happiness doesn't come from a look or a number. Happiness comes from doing hard things and accomplishing things that you didn't think that you could do before. Like when you start to shift that focus, like that's where, you know, you're able to meet them where they're at. It's like, okay, maybe you could do 40 pushups when I met you, but you know, there's still room to improve. Maybe you couldn't do one at all. So you know what? There's a lot of room to improve and I'm going to meet you where you're at, shift that focus to not what your body looks like, but what it's able to do for you. Uh, and then that really just kind of lights a little bit of a athlete fire in people. And I like, yeah. I love to see that pride and that confidence grow within my athletes because, you know, a lot of the times people are like surprised by what they can do and surprised by what they're able to accomplish. And then, and then just so happens that the body is a byproduct of that athlete lifestyle. So you still get the body, but you know, that takes time. So when you shift the focus away from that, um, you're able to keep them engaged long enough to see the results that they want to see, if that makes sense. Yes. No, 1000%. I know. I feel like so often we just, we, like you said, you have to shift that focus because we wake up and we stare in the mirror and we look to see if we've seen the changes. But exactly. as opposed to doing that, how about we put on that that gym outfit, we go downstairs and we, we feel if we can right. feel that change. And yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. So leading in, cause you've used the term athlete 27,000 times. <laughs> so I would love to know, cause I have heard you talk about this and it freaking is amazing. Cause I needed to hear it. What does the term athlete mean to you? Yeah. So there's kind of like two, two sides of that for me. So you know, the term athlete to me is, you know, for so long, it was my identity. And it wasn't for a while when I was in that corporate weird phase, like transition phase. And I had never felt more unlike myself until I finally came back to that title. And then I realized how much power the word athlete really has. And especially for someone who has played sports, like I know anyone listening, like I know you know what I'm talking about. Like when you can, you know, finally identify as yourself again. So for me, like the word athlete isn't a look. It isn't a specific body type. It is damn sure not a number on the scale. Um, it's a mindset. <laughs> It is a specific, it's 
always chasing greatness. It's showing up for yourself, showing up for your team. It's leading by example, refusing to settle, like all these things that I say uh, to everybody every day and stuff we've all talked about. It all leads back to what is an athlete to me. And an athlete displays all of those character characteristics. And those are all things that, you know, I've, that have been ingrained in me since I was little, like, okay, visualize what you want and go get it. Like that is something that I had to visualize my routines before I would get on the balance beam. And then I would have to go get it. Like these are little lessons that have been taught to me since I was young. So like being an athlete to me is embodying all of those lessons and that mindset. Um, But, you know, it also- I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's also- I think for me, like, yeah, no, continue. I need to hear all this. (laughs) No. (laughs) I was literally just going to say, like, you know, it's really the reason that I ended up becoming a coach in the first place. Like that, like that term is what brought me back to myself. And do you think that you wanted to help others recognize that within themselves? Yeah, I think that's the other side of the coin to me. Like what there's athlete like as my identity and then there's athlete as it applies to fitness, right? So, and how I would apply that to, you know, maybe even someone who's never played a sport before too, right? So like yeah, there's, yeah. there's people that, you know, have have identified as an athlete and they want to train the way that I train to feel like that athlete again. But what about the people that, you know, have never played a sport before? So I kind of have to show them, you know, that they can be an athlete too. And that kind of, you know, for me, athlete is the difference between exercise just to burn calories and check a box and be done with it and exercise and training with intention to perform at your highest level, get faster, stronger, and more dynamic. So like, that's a big difference. Like for me, I, I want to shift people from that mindset of like, okay, you can be an athlete. You have a body, you have, you are able to move it. Um, being an athlete, isn't you playing a sport in high school, being an athlete is shifting your mindset from checking that box and just getting the workout in just working out to sweat and transitioning your mindset to, no, I'm working out because I am training with intention. I want to improve this. I want to gain strength here. I want to perform at the highest level that I can perform at. And what's good about that and the best part about that is that that starts to spill over, that mindset starts to spill over into other areas of your life, right? So it's not just, I want to perform at my highest level in the gym or during my workout or during my check-in with you. Um, I want to perform at my highest level as a mom. I want to perform at my highest level as a friend, as a coworker, as a whatever it is in your life. It starts to spill over as this new version of yourself. And honestly, like the word athlete to me is like, it's like that S on your chest, right? Like it is, it is your like identity. And it means that you, you want something more, you're not going to settle. And it's just like a, I don't know, it's a ever moving target, which is something that I think everybody needs to stay chasing greatness and stay engaged. Uh, I appreciate you saying that because like, you know, again, me reflecting from not only being pregnant, even prior to that, I held on to the term athlete for it to be 
associated with me playing a sport because I did. I played so many sports growing up. You know, downhill ski racing was my sport. And like you said, with visualization, I mean, my sports psychologist and I, all we would do is visualization, right? And so when those things are stripped away and when they're no longer a part of your daily routine or no longer a part of your fitness routine, right? Those are just not a part of what I do anymore. It's hard sometimes to maintain that same standard of, well, am I an athlete? Like, you know, and now that I'm pregnant, like, do I fit into the quote, hashtag fit pregnancy? You know, you start to question yourself and question your ability. And I love that you take it back to just hold yourself to that higher standard. You know, like we all can be, we all can be athletes. We all are athletes. It's just digging deeper. And I love that you talk about having it spill over into other parts of life because it's kind of like when they say we're a student of life, right? Like, oh, we're a student of life. We're constantly learning. Well, how come if we take your definition of athlete, let's be an athlete of life, right? Like let's yes. grow and build and show yes. up in every way that we can. Yes. And I always say like, even now being pregnant, if I'm training, I need to train with intention. If I'm going to sit down and work, right. I need to work with intention. We can, again, like you said, we can get done with our to-do list for the day, but we don't feel proud, right? Because mm-hmm. was there intention in it or did we just check it off? Right. So whether it's your to-do list or whether it's your workout, intention should be everywhere in our life. And I love like, you know, like just the definition that you put behind that for athlete, like, oh, it's just so uplifting and so powering. I hope empowering. I hope everybody who is listening is reflecting upon that and is either getting fueled or being honest with yourself, you know, like be honest and just be like, gosh, I'm, I'm not showing up in that, in, on that capacity or that level. Can I? Hell yes. Every single one of you listening. Yes, you can. And that's why I was just so excited, Danielle, to have you on. Cause I feel like you just I feel like my octave even went up this whole podcast because it's just like a different (laughs) energy and it's just a different perspective. And I think so many of us need to hear it that it's not what the scale reflects. It's not when you have a six pack that you are an athlete. It's not when you can run that 400 meters around the track or once you can run that mile. No, like you said, last week you, you struggled with that hundred yards. So let's, let's make it to the hundred yards. And then next week we're going to make it 125. Like, I love that it's just a constant. If you get a step further, that's progress. Even just a little bit of a step. And like, I just, I love how that term athlete shifts focus from the superficial things, right? Like we start focusing on those performance goals like you're talking about. Like if you think about it, the best athletes in the world, like LeBron James is not worried about what he weighs. He's not worried about counting calories. He's worried about showing up for him and his team and and leaving a legacy. Like how do you want to be remembered? You know, like that's the type of stuff that you got to think about. Yes. And we can take that in all aspects, right? Like shift that, shift your mindset from whatever it is, you know, quantitative, whatever, to performance. How are you performing in life? How are you performing in your workouts? How are you performing as a mom? How are you performing as a friend? I think that's so awesome once you can take that step. Like that's such an incredible way to look at it. Let's shift our focus. Whatever that focus needs to be shifted from, whether it is physical, whether it is whatever, shift it to a performance focus. I love that. So I have one last question because I haven't really asked you. Okay. For your current like journey, life, whatever, what fuels you today to show up for yourself? So you're showing up for so many other people. And I, I, when I show up for my live workouts, all of that, yes, it motivates me, but oftentimes it's, it's that factor of showing up for others that inadvertently motivates me. So what motivates or what fuels you to show up for yourself? Is it your why? Is it something else? Like, what is that? Yeah. And so of course my why is like tied in there. That's something that, you know, 
I am super honed in on. And yes, I'm super clear on what the best version of myself would look like and all that good stuff. But I don't know if you have ever noticed in my stories, I always tell people to go be great. And yes, that kind of that speaks to how I'm fueled. And in the form of that quote that I say all the time to people, go be great, is a little excerpt basically of my favorite quote of all times from my absolute favorite athlete of all time, the late, great Kobe Bryant. And I I don't know how familiar you are with just like his motivation style, but he is someone that I would be up at night watching his interviews and his videos and like reading his books and everything to like four in the morning, just like soaking in his mindset. And one of the things he said was the most important thing in life is to try to inspire others so they can be great at whatever it is that they want to do. Um, because that will like the greatness isn't just, it doesn't like start and stop with you. Um, like truly being great and truly being like creating an impact on this earth is about others. Like it's bigger than you, right? Like, so I have to show up. I have to, I'm fueled because I know that in order for me to show other people that it's possible to do all these great things and to chase greatness. And, and I talk about all this stuff, but like, I got to walk the walk. Like I have to show up and, and be great to show others that it's possible. So for me, it's like, I want to leave a legacy. I want to inspire generations after me. Like, and I feel like I'm just getting started. I'm like getting emotional, even like, like talking about it because, and again, that's your why, like your why has to make you emotional. If you're talking about your why, it doesn't make you emotional. It's not your why. Um, So like that quote, when he says that, like, so you can inspire others to go be great. Like, that's why every single day on my story, I sign off, go be great, go be great, go be great. And for me to, and for that to happen, I have to show up first. I have to be great yep. to show others what's possible. So that is, that's where my fuel comes from. And oh my God, I'm like sweating and crying over here now. <laughs> uh, my robe has come off. Like I'm literally just like <laughs> heated over here. I'm just like, I just feel so, uh, I just, you know, as much as I was like, oh, well, my girls are going to be, you know, so excited to hear this. It's like, I needed this. I, and mm-hmm. I told you that before we started, it's just, you're an energy, you're, you know, a force. Like you're, it's just something about you that is just, so wonderful and uplifting and encouraging. And obviously on social media, it's so hard for people to thoroughly get the full perspective of somebody or maybe to not be intimidated, right? Like break down those, those walls. Cause again, I've never been intimidated by you, but you have such a force about you that I'm sure it can come across from an intimidation perspective. Right. Yet it's just that balance of the coach cheerleader. And I think that that was something that I want other other people to see in you because I see that and I get to receive your message. And so I think when we can break down some of those walls, it allows us to see and receive the message. And so I think it's a big thing, a big difference between hearing something versus actually receiving it. Um, so I just appreciate you taking the time to be on this and just allowing me to receive this message. Because whether or not other people take anything away, which I can guarantee you people will, I needed this for myself. I need that reminder of everything above and beyond to breaking down my why to telling myself every single day that I am an athlete and to 
really hone in on, you know, not settling and not giving up and just holding myself to a higher standard in all areas of life. And we can tell ourselves that every day, but again, it's just so wonderful to have those mentors and those coaches throughout friendship and throughout life to help us with that. So thank you so much for that because you all needed it. You're so welcome. And I would be, I would be remiss if I didn't say that, you know, the connection that I've had with like you over social media, like it's, it's like, it's different. Like it is very special to me. Like there's not many people that you can just like have an interaction with and feel like, okay, like this, this, this is my person. Like we are like, right. Get each other. And you have from day one, I don't even know what day one was really, but (laughs) no, I don't even, I have no idea. Right. Cause it's social media, but like you have always, like you've always shown support. You've always been there. And I just have to say, thank you. Like you've made me feel more comfortable being myself and like with spreading my message because you've been there to, you know, confirm it and, and just be supportive. So I just have to say oh thank my you gosh. because you, you have are- played a huge role in that for me as well. You are so wonderful. And I appreciate that, honestly, more than you know, because I think I think both of us can admit we get wrapped up in social media and we don't always know what other people are receiving from us, right? So right. I appreciate you saying that. But I would love for you to tell people where they can find you. I will put everything down in the show notes as well, but where they can find you, what's the best place to get a hold of you or to follow you or support you in any way whatsoever? Yeah, the easiest and quickest way to find me is on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is at Danielle Wilson, D-A-N-Y-E-L-E-W-I-L-S-O-N. I also, um, if you are more curious about my training style, it's you can look through all those Instagram videos, but also I have a lot more information on my website as well, which is just www.daniellewilson.com. So um, very easy to awesome. find. If you have any questions, um, I would love to talk to you. I would love to um, help you figure out your why. Um, don't be scared to DM me and reach out. Um, I literally, I thrive for this stuff. So if you are <laughs> yes, having you do. help or feeling lost, like I can be a shoulder for you as well. So don't hesitate to reach out. You are so wonderful. And for everybody listening, I will put all of her information down in the show notes. But Danielle, thank you so, so much for being on Stay On The Call After so I can just say goodbye to you. But I appreciate you so much. And for everybody listening, you are all wonderful. Thank you as always for the love and support and just helping fuel this passion project because it is something that means so much to me, but it wouldn't be anything without all of you. So as always, make it a great day and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than you know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast, as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Andell. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.